Hello, Giuseppe Santamaria here, the photographer behind Men in This Town and editor of Mitt Magazine. I have a new portrait session for you guys this week, and probably the last for the year. Don't fret, 2017 is going to bring a lot of exciting things to the plate. Besides a more consistent schedule of podcasts, we'll be opening the Men in This Town HQ, Fine Fellow, in January. My new Men in This Town book is released in May, and more issues of Mitt Magazine published throughout the year. So stay tuned. For now, my latest portrait session. I first met American expat Peter Leto a couple months ago. He had just moved to Australia, hailing from Florida, and made a visit to the Mitt Market pop-up for our Mitt Studio Talks. Peter easily stood out from the crowd, and I knew right away I wanted to get to know what he was all about. Here's a taste from our session. Actually, that wasn't hiking. I went hiking in Royal National Park like three weeks ago, and this past weekend I went to a surf trip with friends in Jervis Bay. Which Jervis Bay? Jervis Bay is like two and a half hours south. It's um, it's like a, it's not small. It's actually a large community, but yeah. it consists of like four different towns. And we went to some national park, and then we waited for the security people or the the whatever they call them. Lifeguards. Yeah, not lifeguards. It's the people who control like the national park. Ah, uh, okay. Um, like the guards, the yeah, the mounties, <laughs> I guess, in the yeah. sense. <laughs> Boy Scouts who grew up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they uh, we waited for them to like leave because you have to like pay for the campgrounds. But who the heck wants to stay at a campground? Yeah. So we we walked up the beach down to the corner where the rocks were, and we just camped there for the night. And then we woke up and surfed, which is a whole lot of fun. <laughs> I've never been surfing. I, I think it'd be amazing, too. <laughs> it's on my bucket list of things to do. Yeah, I, I mean, I was raised in Florida, and the surf there isn't that great, but people still try, because, I mean, we're all blocked by the Bahamas, so the waves aren't that big, but people still love it. So yeah. I actually never went until two weeks before I moved to Minnesota, and I loved it. And then ever since I started visiting Florida, I started surfing. And then, of course, Where, Were you from I'm Minnesota? Or? I'm from Florida, Florida, but I moved to Minnesota for, like, three years. And then I moved from Minnesota to here four months ago. Right, awesome. Yeah. I, well, just from there, what brought you here initially? What brought me here? Yeah, Australia. Um, well, <laughs> it's not as exciting as the story as like some people who are like, I really just wanted to like see the world. Mine was I was drunk at a diner with a friend, <laughs> and he was like, we should go somewhere, and I was like, yeah, man, cool, let's go somewhere. And he was like, I want to go to India, and I was like. I hear Australia. It's pretty cool. And I had some friends, co-workers, who went to Australia and they loved it. So I was like, we should go to Australia. And he was literally like, fine, then we have to do it. And I was like, okay. And then he pulls out a knife from the diner and he cuts his finger and we made a blood pack. There was actually, there was a third guy, but uh, he like backed out. after. There's always someone who chickens out. To be fair, I chickened out like the second after we did it. And I was like, in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep like keeping it in the back of my mind, but I'm not going to like put everything on hold. And then like a year, a year had passed and I like slowly applied for my visa and I was like, that was pretty easy. And then I had a, like a good paycheck and I was like, flight's only $800 mm. and then bought the flight. And then, yeah. Still $800. It was $800 as well when I moved yeah. here. I'm surprised. That, when that did you move here? 2006. Oh, wow. Well, the first time I came then. Yeah, one, paid, one way or both ways? One way. Yeah. You paid one way or two? Yeah, one way. Yeah. Mm. That's Surprise. <laughs> Something to actually stay consistent. <laughs> but what, I guess, 
growing up in Florida, growing up in America, did you ever kind of think you would travel and kind of go out? Or did you kind of think you'd always kind of... I mean, Minnesota, for you, was a way to get out of Florida. Minnesota was a way to get out of Florida, but to get to Minnesota, it was just a girl. It's always yeah. a girl. <laughs> but yeah, I was just 19 at the time, and she got into some art school, and I was like, eh, might as well go to some art school. And at the time, my, um, my dad had just went to jail. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so he just got he just went to jail like in June and she was starting in August and I was like, you know what? You are going. I want a reason to leave Florida. Mm-hmm. It's the polar opposite of Florida. It gets like negative thirty degrees there. It's like Toronto. Not what I knew. Yeah. <laughs> so so I just decided to go there. Lived there for three years, went to school, worked, got a dog, car, it was fun. And then we had like I was just living life, and then I was like, you know what? I'm tired of just staying stagnant, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to try, like, a 180 without complete 180, like, moving to a third-world country, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Australia. Amazing. And what was it like growing up in Florida for you? Was it, did you enjoy it? Did you have a big family, small family? I have, like, a large Italian family. Like, none of them are actually Italian like, yeah. here, but they all have heritage, and so they all, like, are tight-knit, but... Weren't really. It's mostly my dad's side, and we weren't really that close. But growing up in Florida is a lot of fun. I think like you kind of take advantage of the uh, the ocean. Though. Like, yeah. like as I was there, I would always be like, "Yeah, I'm not a big ocean person. I like going at night." Freaking hipster. <laughs> and um, and then I moved to Minnesota, and I was like, "Man, I miss the ocean and the sun." And I think that was a large reason why I chose Australia. I'd be huge. Actually. Yeah, it's yeah, that kind of goes to extremes. It's sunny here. What like 220 days of the year, something yeah. like that. It's, it, the weather here to there is fairly similar. Uh, just here's like a little better because yeah. it's not crazy. I mean, yeah. Florida. Did you hear about the uh, the guy, uh, the guy who ate someone's face, which has actually happened oh, twice now in Florida. <laughs> in Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Florida doesn't have a good reputation, does it? it Besides doesn't. Disneyland, it's yeah. like they call him the Miami Zombie. He was like on bath salts or something and he ate a homeless guy's face so stuff like that doesn't happen here which is exciting no yeah Yeah, I I see why (laughs) yeah what was uh, you mentioned your your dad went to prison if it's alright to talk about what was your relationship with him it's a close relationship like he went when I was 18 so it wasn't like my dad's been in and out of prison so I was like 6 it's not like Mm. a troubled youth he's actually a really good guy he's a general contractor just like when the economy like went down the recession in what was it, like 2009 or something like that in America, mm-hmm. um, 2000, whatever. <laughs> uh, he lost a lot of his money and he was prescribed painkillers for his back and he didn't want to take them because he knows they're addictive. Mm-hmm. And he started to sell them to some of his friends and then one of his friends got caught and they sold him out pretty much. So Crazy. he got five years and that was in 2013, I think, 2012. Uh-huh. So he'll be out soon. Crazy. But, but yeah, I was I'm, I was close to him. I can't really talk to him here, but he used to call like twice a week back in America. Yeah. But I sent him a letter and stuff. Your mom around as well, or? Um. Yeah. She. Uh. She lives in Florida. They're they're still together. She just is in the house. Um. The reason my dad didn't want to take painkillers is because she's addicted to painkillers because mm-hmm. she got into a car accident when she was young and stuff. So. This isn't too much. No, it's things. absolutely fine. It's, like, the kind, it's life. That's the reality yeah, no, of it. I mean, I just like to partially explain. So you can't really get there without the steps. I absolutely. I and mean, it's a lot of these situations 
in kind of doing this, a lot of people like to sugarcoat their stuff. And it's like, but that's not the reality. There is something deep and different behind that kind of front that you put on. So it's like, well, share it because there's people that can relate to it, you know? Yeah. So, so I guess he, your dad was a, a big it, kind of male influence in your life. Or, yeah. Were there other guys that kind of, um, kind of made you the man that kind of you are and kind of Tom Hanks and big. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, um, no, my my dad's probably the biggest one. I don't like. Weirdly enough, it's my my mom who's. She's had, like, a pretty rough life and stuff with all that, so I see how she handles things, and I don't know. But my dad also, like, being there for a woman who's, like, physically and mentally broken, because she has, um, she has paranoid schizophrenia, Mm. so she, um, so she's got the painkillers and all that, and she can't work, so she gets a, uh, a paycheck from the government's, like, $600 a month, but if she works, she can't get that. Mm. So seeing how she has managed to still make it, even though my dad's in prison... That is kind of, like, it makes me want to be better, too. Absolutely. So, like, you asked about um, a, a male role model. And my dad totally is that. He's, he's a great guy. But off the top of my head, when I think about, like, reasons to be a better guy, the first thing is, like, oh, because it's my mom. Yeah, absolutely. So. Any siblings or just... Yeah, I have, I have a half-sister who I'm not very close with. She, uh, I've seen her, like, three times the last ten years. We have different dads. Um, and then I have a, a whole sister that I'm really close with. She's like the reason I am what I am. Like mm-hmm. she uh, would play music in the car. She's six years older than me, so she'd play music in the car when I was like ten. So I grew up with like Smashing Pumpkins and yeah, right. uh, like all all that music. Um, she was gothic, like when gothic was a, a big thing. <laughs> so I grew up with like a cool older gothic sister, and I would just sit there in the back seat listening to her music, weird little me playing Yu Gi Oh! and But yeah, she, uh, we're, me and her are close. She's actually six months away from becoming a doctor. Amazing. She, she's mad at me because I might not be able to make her graduation. Oh, I'm like, I'm on the other <laughs> side of the world. It's not like, oh, jump on a plane. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. My, my brother just had his, his first baby, first baby in the family. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's hard to kind of be able to. Yeah. I managed. I, I went over. And I've actually, this year, I would have been over back in Canada three times including Christmas <laughs> coming up. But before that, it's like I, I was missing out on a lot of family stuff. Yeah, I mean, and I've only been here four months, and I'm yeah. prepared for that's what's about to... Like, I'm not going home for Christmas. It's too no. much money, and I have to work, but... Well, you have to take that time to just kind of yeah. be completely by yourself, and it's... Yeah. You, get, you learn so much from that. Whether you end up going back or not, it's like it's... It's that time to kind of completely go away and look at your life and what it is, and what you want to do with it. How old are you, did you say? 22. 22. What direction do you kind of see? I mean, you're still young, but what (laughs) what do you kind of feel like you might be doing here in Australia? Um, Well, at first I was just going out and like going to your events, like Mm. things like just trying to meet people. Um, Like your your one event you had there was really cool. It was like meeting people, learning like local things. But I recently was checking out like churches and stuff. And I've just been trying to like immerse myself in culture to like figure out where I want to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking about I gotta find a way to go to some affordable school, <laughs> and American education is like crazy expensive, and Australian ex- education is cheaper but still pretty expensive. Yeah, and um, but I've been checking into stuff like that, and I don't really know. <laughs> like I just know the things I like, and I know. 
that I have to somehow get affordable education, but also make friends and all that. Yeah. So. It's a tough thing to kind of start over, yeah, isn't like, it? Like, the, <laughs> yeah, the church I was going to is talking about how they have uh, a college there, but it's only for like leadership and becoming a pastor. And I'm like, I, I, I'm a Christian, but I don't know yeah. if I have it. I'll be able to put everything on hold to be that strong of one. But like, I'm just, I was thinking about being a lawyer, especially when I was back in America. So my sister's a doctor. What other choice do I have? Yeah. <laughs> you have to compare to yeah, lawyer. <laughs> to live up to something. So pretty much just I'm here just doing that. Taking it easy. Yeah, learning. That's the thing. It's Take it easy. There's nothing. Yeah, this is my first time really traveling and realizing yeah. that like when you're young, you think like, oh, traveling, those people, like, they put their lives on hold, they travel. But in reality, like you can make it traveling i'm making at my job just restaurant making more money than i ever have and i'm just trying to save up and it's it's working out and hopefully i can find some kind of student visa maybe go to school here or go to school anywhere you mentioned religion what does that mean to you personally i grew up in a like they're all italian obviously so it's like catholic but they all like really like they say they're catholic but they don't really practice it and Mm -hmm. i'm deeply flawed I'm not about to be like I'm better than them at all um but like just some things work for people and when I I was about like 14 13 I guess I just started like unconsciously praying like I do something wrong and say sorry and I was like who am I saying sorry to Mm. and then I was never one of those people who like went to church every week my parents never did that or forced that my grandfather on my mom's side was a pastor but yeah um but yeah I still don't go to church every week now but I try it's more of a personal thing to you, I guess. Yeah, you just, you can't, like, deny what feels right to you, and when something good happens in my life, I feel thankful. When something bad happens, I feel sorry. So you could either thank the universe or yourself. For me, it just seems to work with Christianity, I suppose. Awesome. And I like the communities around it, too. I think yeah. some really nice people. Amazing. Very cool. Uh, go on a lighter note, I guess. What are you wearing today? <laughs> um, this is a shirt from Club Monaco I got in New York when I was 16, and it still fits me because I never got that growth spread, I was promised. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was 16 years old, and my parents brought me to New York, and I walked into the Club Monaco for the first time, which at that time I didn't realize was going to become, like, my favorite shop. I don't think they have any here in Austin. No, no, no. But it's kind of like industry that they have here. It's, like, yeah. neutral colored, but, like like fancy kind of they mix like beach with light beach with like darker guy. it's like j crew meets beach I don't yeah know. it's hard to explain no i get that I like neutral that. colors but yeah this is just club monaco when i was 16 it's kind of falling apart but i love it now because i kind of grew into it a little more mm-hmm. and then these pants are just levi's levi um i think they're called levi baldwin 510s and they have holes in the crotch everywhere as well because i've <laughs> never washed them because I was told not to wash my jeans. Yeah, that's always the story about <laughs> jeans. It's like, I go in and out. I have, like, some expensive jeans that I bought that I've kind of done that with, but then I get to the point of, like, okay, I need to wash them. <laughs> they smell. I, I was going to do that this weekend after I went hiking, and I forgot to throw them in, and the, the dryer or the washing machine locks. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm going another month without washing them. Uh, other than that, um, this jacket I got from ASOS, like, six months ago, seven months ago, and then these shoes I actually got... Right around the corner. Yeah, right. That, yes. um, uh, C flashback. I'm like yeah, 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 right. So Amazing. I don't really know what brand they are, but I like them. Yeah, Fun. vintage. 
Yeah. Good. They're nice. <laughs> and then the hats just from Tottenham, I got it for like five bucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I guess style is important to you. And that's kind of the first thing I kind of noticed yeah, when I, I met you. <laughs> but it's fantastic. You know how to kind of express yourself. And that's what it takes a long time well, thank you. for people to kind of realize that of kind of how, what their style is all about. And it seems kind of, you know what you're about. Did you kind of end up bringing a lot of clothes with you from back home, or no, did you stay minimal? Or? Yeah, no, I like I didn't want to travel as much as I like fashion. I don't want to be that person who needs to like who like will never go camping because they need mm. like their hair gel and they need this no, no. and that. Well, you know, you seem low maintenance. That's <laughs> the as well. I'm trying to like make fashion work with also adhering to what environment you're in. So if I'm at like some kind of concert or gala yeah i'll try to dress up nicest but if i'm going hiking i just want to look good in some clark boots some levi's and a dirty white t-shirt i want to make that work somehow but like right now um i'm just wearing what i'm comfortable in and then it's quite early so i just threw a hat on instead of making making my hair all nice um yeah and i think accessories kind of make an outfit a lot i think without without accessories like it can kind of just look like you're trying too hard right or not trying to like you're trying to make an outfit work that doesn't seem to fit like i don't care what accessories but like just these are just collections of things i've kind of borrowed (laughs) (laughs) ex-girlfriend uh lady friend (laughs) makes it sound like i'm some kind of like playboy i'm really not it's just like i seem to get along with people hopefully uh this i actually bought here at the Bondi Beach and lady friend Um, (laughs) uh, ex-girlfriend and a lot of souvenirs yeah it's just like I just see things I like that people don't wear and I'm like I'm gonna wear this and they're like okay and then I'm like alright I'm gonna leave forever now (laughs) this she was so mad when I took this it actually had a crystal attached to it but she was like you have to give that back and I was like it's mine now. No, no, thank Souvenirs you. of life. That's yeah, and I bet you when I see these people again, they're going to be, like, happy that I wore it. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean something. It's not like yeah. you're just... Exactly. There's a story behind it, which is fantastic. Yeah, if they're my friends, they're not going to be mad over no. a tiny bracelet. <laughs> has, has being in, in Sydney at all influenced, kind of, your, your style in any way? Yeah, I think I noticed it has, because I've been trying to make, like... Um, cause in Minnesota, obviously really cold. So you have to make mm-hmm. a certain kind of style that work here. It's very much sunny. So I still try to keep to neutral dark colors just cause I grew up with Gothic sisters and I can't wear like, like light blue is the lightest you'll ever see me in. Yeah. I can't wear like salmon yeah. or <laughs> anything like that. Um, so being here, I've tried to make like dark colors work and boots work, but still taking account the fact that there's sun and it's really hot on yeah. days. Which I did in Florida, but I was so young that I didn't really understand style then. And I mean, I still, I still don't. I see some people on your blog and your Instagram account and on the sartorial list, and I'm like, how? <laughs> how do you do that? Like, yeah. so simple. Like, the one guy in your magazine who wears, like, um, the, the pants that are covered in paint. Right. And I was, I have a, a white t-shirt from Express that I used to try to keep white t-shirts clean all the time. And then I realized right. every time I'd have to change them every week because they'd get one stain. So I was like, you yeah. know what? Let's make stains work. So exactly. one of my t-shirts is just covered in stains. Yeah, right. So when I saw his <laughs> pants covered in paint, I was like, ah, there you go. It works. It. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah. So Australia is inspired with like what I've seen in your magazine, what I've just seen on the street, what, how I'm trying to make like white, like this really thin shirt work yeah. taking account that at about three o'clock it's gonna be really hot but right yeah. now it's kind of cold outside so i 
throw on a jacket. So yeah. I think there is a learning inspired. curve with that yeah, weather there. To, it's, like I said, it yeah. depends on what environment you're in. So if I was in like somewhere freezing right now, I wouldn't be dressed like this. Yeah. This would be buttoned up to the top yeah. and have a scarf. <laughs> Especially I love that. It's like it's I, I love those clothes that you can just bundle up because that's yeah. what I'm I, I love brought up on. I really layering like is great. But then it's like, I guess being here and even, I mean, I'm still discovering my own style in a way. It's, I'm 30 years old now. And I still don't know what I'm doing. But it's, uh, I think in the last few years, I've kind of adapted to my dad's style, which is a little bit more of that European kind of light kind of clothes and kind of linens and stuff like that, yeah. where it's just, it's very Italian, the way they kind of dress during the yeah. summer. Are you Italian? Yeah, my parents are nice. Italian. I'm Canadian, but, but parents yeah, are Italian. Same, same, like, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not really, but I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess that's something I'm relating to, is that the way that they dress there in Italy, it's a little bit similar to kind of the weather that you would have here. Like fitted khaki pants. Like yeah. And, no socks on. Yeah. Like light. The light yeah. shirts. And that's yeah, kind really, of worked for me I here. I to visit Italy because I hear it's like a culture there to always be dressed nice. It's not like, oh, wow, you're dressed nice. It's like, oh, you look like a person today. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's, what I hear is Italy. And there, it is very much, I mean, not the kind of stereotype, but it is very much one style, but it's one amazing style. You yeah. don't see the variety there necessarily. Yeah. Uh, from my kind of point of view, but it is, uh, they do it well. And Don't they have the, the biggest men's fashion thing? Yeah, Petit Omo yeah. is there. I went there uh, a couple years ago. It's great. It's, I mean, it's just endless photo possibilities that I took there. But it is just one tone. It doesn't have that variety, oh, yeah. you know? So it's um, great for what it is, but uh, I find there's more variety here in Sydney. In Sydney, for me, street style is a little bit more challenging because I guess just population wise it's not as many people around yeah there are but you don't get the variety if I went to Tokyo if I went to New York it's every corner I turn there's something interesting there here it's a little bit slower but when you do find that one person it's like ah, that's great and they did well (laughs) so it's it's cool like uh if you go to um I've had friends who went to what was it called Afropunk I believe in Brooklyn yeah yeah, and you see the people there for the concerts they're dressed like see one person who just manages to make like sandals and a t-shirt work and then another person is dressed in like some kind of wardrobe like dresses wrapped like they almost look like they're in a halloween costume yeah like piercings and dreads and i'm like that's amazing and how are you both on the same fashion blog yeah yeah. i love that it's so cool that people can have different styles but look just as good yeah absolutely it's when you're being authentic i think that's when it works and if you're doing it because that's the way you feel inside then that's going to work and look good on the outside. So like, I think that's what I'm trying to pull off too, is like the people who think you can only be called fashionable if you're dressed in like a suit. I'm trying to pull off like casual. I just want people to realize like you can make casual work if it looks comfortable, fits well, it's matching. Like I just want it to work. It doesn't even need to match. If it doesn't match for you, it's like it's, it's yeah, that's you true. Do, you I make think. it match by just being confident. Yes. Yeah. Confidence is what I look for. And that's yeah. it. Point yeah, that's like, right. it's... like, I think, uh, like, he's asked if Australia has um, defined my style. And I think I've just had to make it define my style because mm. I brought, I don't have a suit here. I no. brought no clothes, really. So I just, like, making casual work was less of a choice and more of, like, if you want to look good, make casual work. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I don't, like, even my job now is, like, uh, if you work, because it's dining, so we have a special private dining, they're like, if you work private dining, you have to wear a suit jacket. I'm like, are you going to supply that yeah. suit jacket? 
<laughs> I have one kind of, but it's disgusting now, and the sleeves are covered. Yeah. How funny. Yeah. So you, you're making it work, though, over there. <laughs> yeah, I'll make it work. Is there, uh, lastly, we'll go over the last question here. Is there, is there a piece of advice that's kind of stuck with you that you've gotten from somebody about fashion life or anything that kind of yeah um stuck with you i met a friend here um that the one i go hiking camping with and he uh his name's robert he's just like the happiest he's slovakian and i think he's the only slovakian to ever surf i don't want to generalize <laughs> i just don't know of any many Slo- i don't know many slovakians in general but he was the one who was like i was like i want to start surfing and he was like yes i will quit my job he quit his job to go surfing he's the kind of guy who like Yesterday, we worked from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m., and in between our break, when I wanted to sleep, he was like, let's go swim. So he's like the kind of active that you look at sometimes and thinks crazy, but then you see them smiling all the time, and you're like, that must work. So I've kind of just been, he's like, let's go hike 40 kilometers in the Blue Mountains this weekend. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Like, if it works for you, I'll take your word for it. So I kind of just say yes to all of everything. He's like, let's hike, camp, swim, surf okay <laughs> like if you're happy all the time and you've been through more than i've been through then i can learn something from you so. what do you think makes someone like that i, I i'm always gradually like... i don't think you just wake up one day and you're like you know what? let's do it yeah. <laughs> let's start doing it i think it just he told me he's he's like traveled everywhere he said he started swimming when he was in greece and he'd sit on the shores and he saw a guy every morning swim back and forth he's probably a much more exciting person than me so you could do an interview on him <laughs> But he, he would see a guy swim, like, kilometers daily, and he was like, I want to try that. So he tried, the water was freezing, and he was like, huh. But he learned, and now he swims, like, two kilometers a day. And then, like I said, like, he would, he would he lives in Bondi, he'd see the surfers, and he'd be like, I want to try that. So I think it's just, like, a gradual thing. Like, me seeing him, I see someone who's, like, biking every day, utilizing his time, he's not just sleeping in, he goes to school and mm-hmm. everything. So I see him, and I'm like... I need to up my game. So I think it's like a gradual thing, I suppose. I don't think you just decide. Yeah. And surrounding yourself around those people, I guess, kind of makes yeah. that kind of rub off and you kind of learn from that. Yeah. He went to Japan for a few weeks and everyone at our job, like, like went on hiatus. Because <laughs> like, he's the one who's like, guys, let's meet for swimming today. Or guys, let's go out. So he's the, the one who like, holds the group. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible. Thank you.